Welcome to episode 13 of the Moms That Lead podcast. This episode is for anyone who needs to lead others through a new beginning with lots of uncertainty ahead. Still here? I'm guessing so. Whether you're trying to continue to take the next right step for those you lead in the midst of a global pandemic, trying to figure out how you lead your family through a beginning of a new school year full of new decisions, new practices, and potentially lots of stress, or if you're listening to this in the post-pandemic world and are simply in the middle of a personal leadership transition, I believe the three tips shared in this episode will help you to move forward. Not only that, but I'm getting a little bit vulnerable in this episode and would love if we could support each other through figuring out our personal answers to a big question I'm going to ask. But before we can go that deep, let me introduce myself and this movement, in case you're new here. Consider this our virtual handshake, if we can even remember what a handshake is. Hey there, are you ready to jump off the hamster wheel and finally listen to that voice inside that says you were meant for more? Are you ready to replace overwhelm with calm and clarity, self-doubt with confidence, and mom guilt with connection? Then you're in the right place. I made this podcast just for you. Welcome to the Moms That Lead podcast, where we know that moms have a unique ability to be world changers, and that leadership is not about position. But instead, just like John Quincy Adams said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are a leader. I'm Terry Schmidt, your host and leadership mentor, determined to bring you the inspiration, motivation, and practical tips to help you live your best life. I'm a corporate leader and coach turned nonprofit founder. My family's journey to completing an Ironman triathlon changed my life forever, and I want to be your friend on the journey to gain the clarity, confidence, and connection that I gained from that experience. So if you're ready to ditch mom guilt and activate your strengths, let's jump in. All right, so you may not have noticed, but our weekly episodes have actually been following our leadership development path phases of ground, grow, and give. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back and listen to episode five. So two weeks ago, we talked about grounding yourself in habits to make you a healthier leader. Last week, we took it a step further in our interview with Lori, Getting more specific about those habits and how challenging yourself physically can provide a tremendous confidence boost. So today, as we broach the topic of how in the heck we can lead through this season of starting a new school year fraught with uncertainty, we're going to focus on the connection that is the outcome of the give phase. Although the tips will provide practices that will hopefully bring you some calm in the chaos and clarity and confidence too, Listen carefully and think about how they might help you experience and inspire the connection that we desperately need as leaders, especially in 2020. Okay, so let's jump in with a juicy one. The first tip to help you lead through a school year start is what I'm calling scaling back to scale up your leadership. This is about making sure that all of the activities that fill up our day are the ones that we should be spending time on. What, you may be thinking? This pandemic and all of the cancellations have scaled back my schedule plenty. Why do I need to even think about scaling back my activities? Well, let me open up a bit. And this is something that I'm still thinking and praying about, so it's not like I have all the answers. But in the last six months, as our activities got stripped away, I started to feel unease. 
And the question that popped in my head and that I continue to think about is, am I just addicted to being busy? Do I see my kids' crazy sports schedules or work activities as a sort of a badge of courage? A way to feel better about myself? A way to give me an answer that people will respect when they ask me how I'm doing? You know, how are you, Terry? Good. Busy. Lots going on. Can you relate? So as some of the activities might be starting to get back on our calendar, will you join me in going back to episode 8 and walking through some of the prioritization steps we talked about then? Really, whether you're listening to this in real time and are preparing for the start of a new school year in the midst of a pandemic, or you're a business leader needing to be hyper-focused on the activities that really matter for your newly downsized team, we must check in with our purpose and make sure that we can draw a straight line between that purpose and the activities that we will spend our time on. That is what will move us forward with more calm, clarity, and confidence. That is what will help you to scale up your leadership. I wish I was doing this episode with video so that I could show you this analogy, but hopefully you can use your imagination. When I was thinking about the frantic activity that I sometimes find myself in the middle of, and sometimes I like finding myself in the middle of, a memory of our dog popped into my head. You see, the first time he went into the pool, he swam around and then decided to get out. But he didn't know how to get out. So, picture, if you will, a 65-pound dog clawing at the side of the pool repeatedly, splashing and flailing around in the water. He'd make a little progress by trying to quickly dig his claws into the wet pool deck, but eventually he'd lose his grip and fall back into the water with a big splash. No matter how fast he moved his arms, he ultimately made no progress. But yet, if he would have looked under the water about a foot from his attempted exit point, he would have seen a wide stair, a foundation from which he could have easily pushed himself forward and reached his goal of getting out of the pool. Taking a minute to reflect on our purpose and goals on a regular basis so that we can prioritize and direct our efforts is like looking through the water to find that wide step. It is a foundation that will save us a lot of effort for the progress that we desire. So as we wrap up scaling back to scale up your leadership, I ask, will you join me in looking deeply to see if you're falling into the busyness trap, flailing around so you look busy? Your value comes from a much deeper place than the filled time blocks on your calendar. I'm working on believing that about myself and trying to take that as one positive change that will come out of this terrible pandemic. I hope you'll join me. When we let go of the busyness trap and focus on what really matters, we have more time to really connect with those we lead and serve them with our unique strengths. Okay, on to the second tip, controlling what we can. I've always found that the best way to deal with uncertainty or ambiguity is to first take stock of what I do know or of what I can control. So looking at your day, where do you have the flexibility to exert some control? When starting a new school year, I think one of the best things that we can do is establish thoughtful routines, especially for the morning. Because I don't know about you, but even when we're trying to get ready for virtual school, a bad morning in our house can set off a domino effect of frustration, irritation, and stress for the rest of the day. Setting a morning routine that everyone agrees to and that you stick to isn't going to instantly remove all negative emotions from your day, but it can definitely help. 
and it can help you to feel like no matter what happens during the rest of the day, you at least got off to a good start. That's why I created a simple fill-in-the-blank worksheet that you can use to set your routines. I've called it Making Mornings Magnificent, just for fun. And there is a version for kids and for parents. And get this, it starts with tasks the night before, because we all know that searching for your mask in the morning on your way out the door isn't going to make your morning magnificent. Transform your mornings from frantic scrambling to more peaceful times that are ripe for connection. Grab your Making Mornings Magnificent in our show notes at momsthatlead.com forward slash podcast forward slash 13. Before we leave the controlling what you can tip, let's talk about what to do when the you know what hits the fan and all routines go out the window. How do you exert any sense of control in those situations? Well, sometimes, to be honest, you can't. We can talk about emotional regulation for leaders in another episode so that you can be fully equipped to handle those times where you can't exert any control. But one quick way that you can be ready for those times is to try to think about a plan B for your routine, and sometimes even a plan C and a plan D. For example, if you can't accomplish something that was part of your morning routine, how can you still keep that commitment to yourself by getting it done later in the day? Or if you were relying on a spouse to get part of the morning routine done and he's sick, Is there an opportunity to have an older child cover that responsibility? Thinking about these plans B, C, and D, even before you get in that situation, can make a huge difference in both the calm that you feel when going through your morning routine and the sense of peace that you feel from having some control in your day. I know it sounds simple, but taking a few minutes to think about alternatives when you're setting your plans can have a great impact on your feeling of control. Finally, the last tip for leading with grace through a new school year start is to double down on kindness. Heaven knows we all need more connection in our physically distanced election year world, but we can only get that connection with a renewed focus on kindness. Not only can finding more ways to interject kind acts in your day help others, but it actually can help you. I was recently listening to a podcast featuring Jim Collins, author of Good to Great, and he said the one statement that helps him is, when things are really bad, look around and think, how can I help someone else? This may seem counterintuitive, but it's actually backed by brain science. Kelly McGonigal talks about it in her book, The Upside of Stress. She shares how caring for others changes our biochemistry activating systems in the brain that produce feelings of hope and courage, and that it even protects against the harmful effects of chronic or traumatic stress. That sounds pretty good to me. So I challenge you to ask yourself this question. What do I have, even in this time of lack, that I can offer to others? It may be as simple as a phone call to someone, a kind word, or a compliment. Or it may be keeping your eyes open for the need for your strengths, so that you can serve others in the unique ways that you were designed exactly to do. Setting an example of kindness for those that you lead will not only help you to connect, but it will inspire others to spread kindness as well. One simple practice that you can put into place with your kids is something that I learned from doing good together. Each night, have a family member or two answer these two questions. Number one, who did you help today? The answers can be big and small acts, 
but the focus is on who you helped during that day. And number two, who helped you? You'll be amazed at how the short conversations that result from these questions can change stress levels and refocus your family on the positive things that are happening in our world. Why not make that a new school year tradition? Another simple way that you can add more kindness to your routines is to subscribe to Spark Crates, our sponsor. You'll get a service project, unique family fitness games, and two healthy recipes delivered right to your door. And not only that, but all profits are donated to nonprofits that inspire kids to be healthy and kind. Okay, so there you have it. Three tips for leading with grace through a new school year start, even in the middle of a pandemic. Number one, scaling back to scale up your leadership. Number two, controlling what you can. And number three, doubling down on kindness. I'd love to hear from you about which of these tips you'll be focusing on. Will you be joining me in breaking my addiction to busyness and trying to stop being like our dog, frantically flailing all around? Or will you commit to a new morning routine to bring a bit of control and peace to the start of your family's day? Or will you start new habits of kindness at home or in your workplace? Connect with me over on Instagram at wearemomsthatlead. Or if you're looking to dig deeper into discovering your purpose, crafting your leadership vision, or motivating and leading your team, Sign up for a free introductory coaching call with me at momsthatlead.com forward slash connect. Here's to supporting each other to make this the best school year yet, one in which we choose to stay off the hamster wheel, to ground ourselves in our purpose, to grow in confidence, and to give so that we can gain the connection that we crave. I can't wait to embark on this journey with you. Until next time, lead with love.